Research Radio. Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Thank you for tuning in to Mommy in the Morning, Monday mornings at 8 a.m. on the Afro Surge Radio. And today's episode is called Establishing a Brand. I told you guys I would do this um, last week. At things it was crazy. I needed to rest. So I'm just like, yes, finally, I'm getting back to another episode. And today I'm actually here with Bree Nichols. She is a business consultant, accountability coach, and a motivational speaker. Bree, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm good. Um, happy New Week. You know, it's pretty Absolutely. pretty much like it's, it's one of the, it's pretty much one of those things where like I feel like the weekend goes by so fast. Like I feel like when, especially when you have a lot of things going on, I feel like once it hits Friday, you're thinking like, okay, let me wind down. But then it's like it's already sun. It's like it's already then it's already Sunday. Then you're back to work on Monday. Like I don't. I don't like right, it. Right, right. <laughs> I wish we had, I wish we had more time, but um, <clears throat> other than that, <clears throat> excuse me, usually some of my guests, when I, when they come into the, onto the show, I want to know what motivates you during the week, what motivates you in the morning and how do you pretty much kick off your week? And with that being said, also let the people know who you are and exactly what you do. Okay. So 
I'll start off there. Um, my name is Coach Free Nichols. Um, I am an activist in my city. I am a business consultant, accountability coach, and motivational speaker. Um, I focus on, you know, increasing civic engagement through, you know, organizing our people and mm-hmm. uh, finding our common unity um, so that we can be strategic in uh, gaining freedom and essentially doing so by leading in love. Um, but you know, on the business aspect of things, um, accountability coaching came into play because I realized through partnerships, um, you know, people succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do anything by yourself, but it's just like that saying, you know, I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a boss when we're together. Um, that applies for any type of relationship, whether it's, you know, a partnership, a romantic relationship, or, you know, it, a friendship they mm-hmm. all kind of run on the same basis um so with that you know i essentially realized that um with business uh do things in collaboration um and mm-hmm. that's how you that's the first step of getting your brand out there um targeting other people's audiences and you know that may sound like a bad thing but it's not like you want to be able to get in front of other people's audiences and promote your brand and explain to people what that is um so the first step of that is understanding that people don't buy goods and services they buy the trust that they have in the people behind them Mm. so you have to create trust through visibility people have to see you and see what you're doing and relatability they have to be able to feel like you know they can do what you're doing um so what keeps me going for my morning routines is understanding that, you know, motivation is the thing that gets us excited about knowing we need to build the bridge to a better life. Um, but discipline is that thing that makes us get up every day and lay the platform to that bridge. Um, and on those days when we're not motivated, you know, cause you're not going to be motivated every day, but I don't know if, you know, motivational speakers are out here making <laughs> you think so, but you know, no that way. is not the case. <laughs> you are not going to be motivated every you, day. You, so. go, you go through your own <laughs> personal stuff. So I don't right. I, like, I don't understand. Like, that's why I like realness. I don't know anybody on this earth as a human being who's motivated every day to get up and go to work. And like right. you as a motivational speaker, I know there's sometimes you just don't want to motivate. You just want to motivate your damn self to at least get through the day. Absolutely. And, you know, self-preservation is the rule of law. So you have to be able to push yourself first to be able to do anything that's going to be effective for someone else. Um, so, you know, on those mornings when you're getting up, just think about what is it that's that goal that you desire. You have to be able to lock yourself into understanding what it is that you're targeting and every day do something that gets you closer to that goal. And some days you'll take big steps and some days you'll take small steps. But, you know, slow progress is better than no progress. So, you know, um, that's how I keep that morning inspiration going. And sometimes I lack discipline, you know. So what I do to get myself back in discipline is. I'll pick something small that I want to commit to and I'll, you know, make sure that I'm doing something towards that goal every day. And if Mm -hmm. I lose a day, I actually start myself back over from day one because something about commitment is, you know, being able to do it every day. And people go, well, I'm busy and I can't do something every day. Yeah, you can't. You get up and you brush your teeth every day. (laughs) You get up and you use the bathroom every day. So if you really prioritize the things that are important to you, you'll be able to get up and add that extra thing in. And it could be as simple. Self-discipline, honestly. Absolutely. And it could be as simple as drinking tea. That was, um, and that's actually something that, you know, the Dr. Dapper on Instagram Um, I started following some of his practices and, you know, he started a tea line. So I got interested in like, what is it behind tea? And, you know, I don't even know what his real reason behind the tea was, but I know for me, I was like, that's going to be it for me. So I started drinking tea every day for two weeks. And that's because it takes two weeks to create a habit and it takes 90 days for that habit to become repetitive action. Mm -hmm. So you know, with that being said, I drink tea every day for two weeks until i you know, was successfully at every day for two weeks. And then once I got to that point, 
I knew that I could, you know, do it and then continue to now just drink tea every day as a part of my routine. Mm. And it got to be some sort of health benefit to it, too, yeah. you know, to start researching into, you know, what it is that that habit is, you know, creating for you. Is it something that's healthy for you? Is it something that's not going to be healthy for you? And really right. just, you know, taking that time to introspect. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, I think that's very important for me personally. Um, self-discipline has been one of the things that I have struggled with in my past. And I think I'm doing much better at it because I kind of just train myself like I have to do this because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's lazy. I don't know. I don't want to say the word laziness. I just feel like I put things off. So it's just kind of like, I'll do that later. And then later comes and I don't do it till Thursday. So that's just right. me personally. So now I'm just starting to become like, as soon as I think about something at the moment, I'm going to do it at that moment. So I know that it's done. Like even like, it's so like, people don't understand like doing mommy in the morning and to come out with an episode every week and a topic is probably one of the most difficult things that you have to do. Because I was even talking about this on the real estate episode where, you know, I have a, excuse me, I have a nine to five. So having a nine to five, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, that's my job. But this takes more of my time than my actual nine to five. And when I did explain that, it was just like, okay, like, it's just like, it's very true. Like you think about it, you're like, well, you're nine to five. You're just doing what you just do, what you're supposed to do. Like you already know what to do. But with this, you have to be creative. You have to think of ideas. So I think for me, it was self-disciplining. This has pretty much given me way more self-discipline ever and more consistency in my life. So I think this is very important. Like, like you said, like if you can do something for two weeks consistent, consistently, then definitely is just going to like formulate the rest of like, you know, the year or your life or whatever the case may be. Now you drink tea every morning. Tea is something like that's something that we I actually grew up on is tea. My mom drank tea. She stopped drinking coffee like a while ago because um, when she had breast cancer, she was like, I'm cutting out pretty much everything that I used to do before. So now she's like, well, ult- that's all we have. Like, ultimate, it's just tea. We're tea drinkers. I think the right. only person who drinks coffee is my dad because, you know. <laughs> He's like, I'm not giving up on my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, <clears throat> that, that is definitely relative right there. But just my other question for you is, you wear a number of hats and you're doing a lot. How do you stay organized? So... I always say to people that who we are as kids is usually who we become as adults. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless like we take like a clear, like left turn, we usually mirror the things we did as kids. Mm -hmm. And I've always been organized. Like I've always loved planners, notebooks, you know, I've always loved to write things down. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been told that I have excellent penmanship, um, you know, and I used to practice as a kid. Um, I'm actually ambidextrous because I used to practice writing with both my left and my right hand. Mm. Um, so, you know, I learned discipline very young back then. Um, and it was just because I wanted to not for any reason, nobody was forcing me to just because I thought it was something cool. And I told myself that I was going to do it. And I did. So now as an adult, it's the same strategies, just juggling a lot more. So it, and let me be clear about this before I go into my next statement. I have experienced burnout. Yes. <laughs> so transparency, full transparency. I yes. have experienced burnout <laughs> multiple times. But I have to say that I experienced more burnout working a nine to five than I have being an entrepreneur. Yes. So, (laughs) you know, something's got to give there. You have to start, that goes back to that introspection where you have to start doing that self-analysis to determine what things are in your control that you can change for yourself. So for me, I formerly worked a nine to five. I no longer do. And the position that I'm in is that, you know, I was able to make myself be determined to go after seeking my own wealth, seeking my own freedom, stability before I gave more of my time to somebody else. 
I never preach the 40, 40, 40. I don't believe in working 40 hours a week for 40 years for 40% of a pension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's really all it is. Like you do your, na- that's cause, but that's the thing. That's how our parents live. Like my parents, they've been at the same jobs for like almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's what we've been trained to think do, so. like even going to college, you go right. to college to get a good job. You don't go to college to become, an, they don't teach you in college becoming an entrepreneur. That's not what they right. teach you. Even when you like, I have two degrees. They didn't teach me in college to become an entrepreneur or a business owner. Right. That that just comes with, I think that comes naturally. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It does. And going back to where we were as kids, I have an, a folder with numerous awards that I received as a kid, you know, most likely to succeed, most likely to own their own business. So, you know, it's not a surprise to me where I am today. Maybe the rate that I got there, yes, but the destination no and i'm still not even finished i'm not even at the destination i'm really just in the genesis of what i'm doing here so with that being said you know having discipline introspection those are the things that got me to where i am now and understanding that i'm building somebody else's brand by getting up every day and committing 8 hours of a day to them versus spending that same time to build my own brand. Mm. If they'll pay me for those skills, somebody else will pay me for those skills and I can cut out the middleman, which is the job. <laughs> yeah. So being able to understand that and really having faith in God for me, you know, and having trust and just knowing that I'm walking in faith and God is going to protect me and I'm not making foolish decisions. I'm making decisions that look foolish to people who don't have the capacity to really understand the vision that I have. And that's okay. Cause that doesn't mean anything about them. That just means that this vision is for my eyes and they won't see it until they won't believe it until they can see it. And it's up to me to make that vision come true for them. Mm. So if you think about the light bulb, People probably thought that, you know, that development was something that was outrageous at that time. It probably sounded ludicrous, Mm. but it's something that has lit up the world since then. Yeah. So we have to not be scared of our own thoughts because society has taught us that we have to stay aligned with the paradigm that has existed. It is okay to rebrand. Yeah. So what does that look like, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like one of those, like you said, like we can't, we can't have the mindset of this is what we have to do. And if we step outside of that box, it's kind of like, damn, I'm not going to know what to do. Because like, even me, like I've, you know, I'm African. My parents are Sierra Leonean and they drilled, which I appreciate it because it formulated me into the person that I am today. They you know, encourage us to do well in school, go to school, finish. But it's like, when I hit a certain age, it was like, there's certain things that I feel like I could have accomplished if I was allowed to do more. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, it's one of those things. And I, it was like a fear thing as an African kid. Like I, I call it the African kid fear. Like literally every African kid has probably went through like where they felt like, oh, damn, <clears throat> If I tell them that I'm changing my, everybody in my family is a doctor or they keep telling me that I need to become a doctor. So if I tell them that I don't like, I don't want to become a doctor, what is that going to be like? Right. Like I'm telling you, I was terrified. Yeah. I was terrified when I changed my major in college, I was terrified, like terrified to tell my parents, like my, my parents. And I was just like, when I told my dad, my dad was like, you didn't have to do it. Like, it was just a mindset. It was like, he was like, you didn't have to do it. You said you wanted to do that, but you didn't have to do it. That was my dad's mm. reaction. But my mom's reaction was more like, so what are you going to do? <laughs> like, right. so. And, 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 and that's real. Like, so this is the reaction that I was fearing. So. <laughs> yeah. This was, she's like, what are you, so what are you going to do? But, and that's just because in her mind, it wasn't, she didn't know like she doesn't, she wasn't raised in an environment where you, it was a mindset to do more than what she's doing, which is like the health field. It was more like, you got to get into a field that sustains the job, 
And that's the only thing that's going to be sustainable. And that's the only way you can make money. That's it. But the thing is, is like, that's not the only way you can make money. The world is ruled by business. You go outside. What do you think a store is? A business. Food, restaurants, a business. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, those are the types Mm -hmm. of things that you already know. So it's just kind of like, you can't be scared to like, I really like advice, but like, you just cannot, don't, I'm not trying to say don't be comfortable, but don't live your life in a way where you're too comfortable, where you feel like you don't need to take a chance. Cause if, right. if, if, if it's not, it's not failing, it's learning. That's how I look at it. Absolutely. That's and how a I- lot of what we've learned, we have to unlearn and relearn. Um, again, I've shout some people out on IG, Derek Grace. He has the, you know, unlearn and relearn Academy and, you know, so many people are just like, well, that's what I was taught. or That's how I was raised. And they're okay with just like staying there. You have to challenge everything, question everything, teach yourself new things. I promise you over the past year, I have learned so much more and acquired so much knowledge that I feel lack in the two or three years or even four years of school, you know, of college and even high school, like I've learned so much over the past year by purchasing, you know, people's programs or investing in mentorships or, you know, really just honing in on the things that I was interested in and seeing where those paths took me. I learned so much and it translated into, you know, if it makes sense, it'll make dollars. So instead of paying $30,000 or more for, you know, a college education, (laughs) You can now acquire that information for $5,000 or less. Right. You pick that skill that you want to work on and it doesn't have to stop there. That's one thing I just want to throw out there is like when you find that thing and it makes sense, so it's going to make you some dollars, you don't have to stay with just that thing. What those dollars allow you to do is it allows you access to more resources to then be able to go and pursue other things. Yeah, because so you like you ask me, and half the thing. Right. You can get right. a business certificate. You can get, uh, um, like you could take a you could take classes for business. Like you probably only need like four, right? And so open a business up, or like if you wanted to do a finance class, you can take a couple of finance classes and open up. You know, just help people with financial literacy. Like you get what I mean? It's just certain things that right. you don't have to like. It doesn't require for you to take out a loan or to school. I'm not, and let me not. Get, Mommy in the morning listeners, I'm not encouraging your children not to go to school, but don't let it don't make it seem to like people out there. It's the end all be all. I encourage everybody out there. If you're in, if you want to get that degree, definitely get that degree and go for it. But it's not the end all be all like there's other things that you can do in in which you can be successful. Right. And, you know, I tell anybody, take charge of your life. Only you can build that bridge to a better life. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that you see in your path, go after it. Just be clear about it. Be clear about what you desire. If that is a mastery level education or a doctoral level education, go for those things. But just be clear about why you're going for them, not because it's for the pursuit of societal you know, pressure or appeasement. You do it because it's what you want to do. Yeah. And, you know, you asked me the question, I have a lot of hats. How do I juggle them? It's because everything that I do is something that I want to do. I don't do anything that I don't want to do. And that's just real. Like, (laughs) I'm very comfortable with saying no. I'm very clear about what my boundaries are. I'm very aware of myself. And, you know, after experience and burnout, what I took in from that learning (laughs) is that I have to be clear about when to say no. Because if not, that's putting too much on your plate. And then that's what creates burnout. The expectations of I have to do this, I have to do that. No, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> All yeah. I have to do is provide for my child. <laughs> you know, legally, I have certain obligations as a you know, law-abiding citizen of the United States of America. But really, I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, everything that I do multiple times a day, I say to my partner, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love the simple things. I love the things that, you know, make me money. But I also love the things that I do that make me nothing besides just happiness or making somebody else's day. So when it comes down to it, you know, where preparation and opportunity meets, success will peak. So as long as you're preparing yourself for what it is that you want, you'll be able to attain it. 
So yeah. what I realized is Nipsey Hussle died on my birthday. Wow. And um, it was a shocker. So I took a trip to LA and it wasn't a party trip. I didn't go out. I, I didn't even drink actually that whole trip. I, you know, I, it was more of a mindfulness trip and just yeah. to kind of be in his presence. And on that trip, I got some real clarity about some things. And one of the main things that he preached was branding yourself. That was, you know, like Nipsey's thing, all money in, no money out. And he did a very good job of doing so. The marathon store and down to the point where he was not recognized as an artist in the light that he should have been prior to his passing. However, the work that he did in his community spoke volumes posthumously mm. because he did so much work that the streets were flooded. His his funeral was in the Staples Center. The last person that was a celebrity to be buried there was Michael Jackson. So when you factor into those things, your legacy carries on when you do things that are putting people first. Yeah. And your brand will be visible to people when they feel included in it. They feel like they have parts in it. So all money in, no money out was something that he branded, but he also made sure that his people got the concepts that were behind his brand Mm. and they trusted him. So they're going to go buy his clothes. They're going to go buy his tape. You know, he he had tapes at one point in time that were a hundred dollars a tape. And they were sold out. Why? Because people understood his value. I think so when it comes it, down yeah. to branding, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So when it comes down to branding, you set your value, then you add tax. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I think that part is really important because I think even with me, when it comes to um, specifically black-owned businesses or just doing business with anybody in general, I feel like your price is your price. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you see the value in that person, you should respect that. Like, I just mm-hmm. can't stand bargaining. Like, so I feel like, okay, yeah, we know each other. If you want to give me a little discount, fine. But like, I support the movement. Like, I feel like if you want to charge me $200 for something, it's up to me if I want to pay that $200 or not mm-hmm. for your services. So I just think like, like you said, you have to appreciate people's value. Because I think sometimes... I think amongst ourselves, I'm not going to even like, I'm not going to even hold you like amongst the whole, like, you know, black community. I feel like sometimes we undermine each other. Like we don't fully, oh, it's you, bro, you know, you know me, like, you know, no, (laughs) this is my, this is like my price. So it's kind of like we have to respect each other's hustle. I would say that's where I'm coming from with this. And this is why information is power. So let's be clear that, you know, bargaining and bartering are two completely different things. So it's one thing if, you know, you have a service that you provide and I have a service that I provide and we need those services in exchange, we can make an agreement with each other. And I say all agreements should have at least an MOU in place, which is a memorandum of understanding so that we're both clear about what it is that we expect out of this, you know, joint venture or partnership or just what we're doing in conjunction. And with that being said, you know, that's not bargaining. That's not saying lower your price or your value for me. That's saying, hey, I respect your value and I also have value to bring to the table. Can we exchange this value so that we can both be more valuable in the outcome, right? Yeah. So I I, I really focus in on right now the education piece. You know, we have to be able to educate people to empower them. And then once we empower them, then you'll have less people shortchanging you because they'll understand the value that it takes to go pay for an LLC. And we live in Massachusetts. So this ain't the state of Georgia where you can get an LLC for about $200 or less. This is Massachusetts where it's $520. So, you know, then there's all these other things. You got website development, host fees monthly. You got, you know, addresses, virtual addresses, physical addresses. You have all kinds of fees that come along with the business, taxes, all kinds of stuff. So if people understood these processes, they would be less likely to 
try to shortchange you when you name in your price. Whether yeah. it's clothing and you're a designer. And if you don't have it to afford it, that's perfectly fine because that doesn't mean anything about you. Support, if you can't afford the product that I'm servicing, could be just sharing that product to somebody. Yeah, just sharing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if you know somebody, like word of mouth, like, oh, like a hairdresser. Oh, do you know anybody who does this hairstyle? Send them, just send them over to the person. You know what I mean? Right. Always, always promote, promoting each other. Doesn't always right. have to be coming out of your pocket. And I definitely agree with that. And this is what branding looks like. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people branding is like hot sauce. And I don't know what the age range of your audience is. So I say, put that sugar, honey, iced tea on everything. Right. Yeah. So whatever your brand is, whatever your logo is, if you're somebody who goes just by a hashtag because you're trying to become a social media influencer, or if you have a logo because you're a business, or if you just have a saying or a sound or something that is yours, put it on everything. Mm Mm-hmm. So every time you post something, your your handle should be on there. Your logo should be on there. Your sound should be on there. Whatever it is that is unique to you should be on there so that you're making your mark. When you're talking trash, make sure you hashtag. When you do <laughs> it, everything and, and is yours. Sells. Yeah. yeah, controversy sells. So like, for instance, you know, no disrespect to the president, but when he took that tumble up the stairs, you know, I was like, oh, I'm hopping on this. As soon as I saw that video and I actually saw it before it even hit the shade room, somebody else posted it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot. Marketing, bang. Took the video, screen recorded it, added it into a meme. You know, I'm a tax preparer. So instantly was like, this how y'all going to be fumbling if y'all ain't prepared your books right. Holla at me, you know, yeah. put my tag on there. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you have to be in tune with those types of things. I'm somebody who I don't even really watch TV unless it's a documentary or something that's going to be educational. Yeah. I'm not really tuning into my television. But what I can do is stay in tune to, you know, the current news and pop culture specifically so that we're able to utilize those things for right. marketing pushes. It's 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 beneficial to you, like, to stay connected. Because even me, right. I, don't, I don't watch regular TV. I don't even watch the news. I don't. Likewise. So I watch my my day to day is Netflix, Hulu. Hopefully I can find a movie on HBO Max or Stars. And then if I really want to catch up on like the other reality shows or whatever, I don't tune into TV. I just go into that. Like if I really want to. But half of these like reality shows, I have not watched it. Like Housewives of Atlanta. Like I, I haven't watched that all season. And then I remember they were like posting it on the shade room the other day of their outfits. And I'm like, oh, it's over already. <laughs> I'm right, so like, like I'm not into that at all. <laughs> so and I'm just know, like it's okay. so funny. It's so funny because honestly, when you think about it, you pick and choose what you want to be in tune to, but that has nothing to do with your business or with your brand. You right. know, personally, that's what we choose to be, but that don't mean we don't see what the shade room's posting and know what's going on right now to be able to use that to promote your business. So many people were talking trash about uh, Fashion Nova. Uh, anybody who was subscribed to them received a text message um, when the second round of stimulus checks dropped that was like, gotcha, STEMI. And they and, did. You know, it, they yeah. sure did. But look, here's the crazy part about it, right? It was genius. Why? Yes. Because they got so much free marketing, promoting, and branding out of that alone because controversy sells. So some people were upset, like, who does Fashion Nova think they are talking about the STEMI's come? Other people was like, no, they didn't go there. You know, and it was a multitude of reactions. But all those reactions hit social media. So now people who weren't even looking at, so, uh, you know, Fashion Nova or weren't even thinking about Fashion Nova because of that, you know, trending, it people now went to Fashion Nova. And I'm yeah. sure I can almost guarantee you if we were able to see Fashion Nova's book from the month before that to the month of Money. and the month after, you got to see that they probably made bank off them. <laughs> they made money. Like, the government probably going to have to run up to Fashion Nova's bumper, like pay us back because yes. I promise you, they got all of them checks. <laughs> all of it, yes. So do things like that. That's what branding looks like for yourself. Mm-hmm. When you when you think about what is your brand, identify key concepts, some things that you stand for, and then go after them and promote them everywhere that you are. When you're talking to people, when you're in the grocery store, when you're at the store shopping, 
everywhere you go, market yourself, market your brand as an entrepreneur. And that's how that work that you're doing 24 seven or those multiple hats that you're wearing don't feel like stress and burnout and anxiety because you're doing things that it, it's your baby. It's your passion. It's what you want to do. And, and let me come away from the word passion because some people get scared by that. It's that thing that you've decided that you are going to focus on, whether you desire it for wealth purposes or for growth purposes or whatever, you have decided that you're going to take that initiative to go after that thing and be disciplined about it every single day. I agree. I think, I think, like you said, it's definitely self-discipline. I think it's just more of wrapping your mind around and actually believing in yourself that you can actually do it. So with that being said, if you guys are now tuned in to Mommy in the Morning on the Afro Surge Radio at 8 a.m., I am here. Well, sorry. This um, episode is actually called Establishing Your Brand. And I'm here with Bree Nichols, who is a accountability coach, a business consultant, and a motivational speaker. And she has just been dropping gems. So if you're just tuning in, grab a notepad and pen so you can learn how to establish your brand. And also at the end of the show, we'll give all her social media details so you guys can contact her directly. But with that being said, we're going to get into the hot topic. So I have a couple of hot topics because I actually haven't been touching on anything when it comes to like social media or shade room and all that types of stuff. So the first thing I would like to cover is because, you know, every, we all up in everybody's business when it comes to the shade room. Cause I, <laughs> me personally, I be in the comments. I don't really normally comment unless if it's like something really like, I feel like I got to say something. So I'm going to start off with the Derek Jenks situation. I think I'm saying his name correctly. If you don't know Jackson, who Derek yeah. Jackson, <laughs> yeah, whatever. See, not connected, but Derek, let's just call him, <laughs> let's call him Derek. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with Derek. He is someone who used to, well, not someone who used to, someone who goes onto YouTube or onto social media, Instagram, preferably. He goes on there and he just gives a whole bunch of relationship advice. Like to the T. He gives like probably the best relationship advice, which you would think that this man is the best man on earth. Because, you know, sometimes a lot of us, we forget that people are actually human beings and they do make mistakes. So this guy came out with his wife on a, I think it was a live. He came out um, with, yeah, it was a live or IGTV. I think, I, I don't remember, but it was a live and he was sitting with his wife and he was holding his wife's hand and he was like, oh, well, I just want to let you guys know that I was not faithful in my relationship. Remind you, we're minding our business. We probably do. We, none of us really care. You know what I mean? But even now, I don't really care. But I think it's just something that we have to talk about because I feel like a lot of people are, are not understanding that people are actually human beings. So apparently he was like in a whole nother relationship. And, you know, he was all the videos that he was taking. He was actually at another woman's house while his wife was at home. And it actually got really even deeper. Like people were actually commenting on how the wife's appearance and that's probably why he cheated. It just kind of extended to like a very like disrespectful level. So I just want to give my perspective on this and then um, Brie will give hers. So this is my perspective. At the end of the day, like I said, people are human beings. We can't, we can't sit here and say that, oh, we would never expect this. Like this guy's, a, he is a hypocrite. Like, let's, let's be honest. He's a hypocrite because, you know, you post all these videos, you got uh, probably a lot of single women out there hoping and believing in what you say. And they're actually put, putting that into dating or their relationships. Like, oh, did you see what Derek said? So I got to practice this and put it into my whatever. You know, some people are actually really like that. They actually seek advice from others, like, you know, social media and all those types of things when it comes to their personal life. So I feel like people are forgetting that this man is a human being. If he cheated on his wife, that obviously was his personal, like his personal business. Do I feel like he should have came out and told us? Um, for his fans, yes. But personally, no. And do I feel like it was kind of like weird to me how he had his wife in the video? Like, I thought that was so weird. Like, I was just, why am I sitting next to you holding your hand while you confess? Like, I just feel like it's just a bit much. And then when she said like, oh, don't think that he didn't get, he wasn't accountable for it. Like he didn't, you know, have any consequences of it. Like, obviously he did, but it's like, 
it's like, what is the purpose of you sitting there? Is, are you, what are you trying to see? Are you being a supportive? Like, I don't right, know. Like, who do you have something to prove? <laughs> like, and it's like, I understand why people, it's like the jokes that people say, like how she came there with her bonnet or like her, like her parents, like she just came there very chill. Like, I don't want to talk about that because I'm not a judgmental person in that way. But I just feel like that plays a part too. Like, come on, like if you're going to be sitting there holding your man's hand, and he's confessing that he cheated on you. Like, I feel like appearance is a big thing. Like, we never seen her. We've never seen her. Like, when he used to talk about his um, relationships, I've never seen his wife. Never. Like, I've never seen her actual, like, never. It's just always him posting his videos. So I'm just like, okay. All right, let's just, we got to make this make sense. And then she posts an IG live. And like... When she posted an IG live, I was like, I don't feel like this woman is mentally okay. Mm. What made you think that? What was, why was that the reaction you came to? Bree, she got, she dressed up in camouflage and was like, love is war. Spiritually, I'm dressed up for war. And I'm just like, bro, why? So when she was talking, I'm just like, okay, there's something like off a little bit mentally. And the mental aspect that I got from this was, you know how like um, there's extremely spiritual people in this life, like people who, you know, are extremely spiritual, like, you know, God, like focus, like, you know, just very in tune with religion. Let me just say it that way. And sometimes people like there's a there's some churches out there who could like drill certain things into your head where you could take it to a whole nother level where it starts to affect you mentally and i feel like we've all seen it like if you go for example if you there was like this one guy he was um i think he was nigerian and growing up i would always see him on the bus with his signs like jesus is the way jesus this you know what i mean and he would like, yeah, you remember him? And then he would like attack women, telling them that they should be wearing long skirts. Those are, that's the vibe she gave me. Like someone who has, is far gone, like just mentally is far gone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just my perspective of it. I think in their relationship, um, they just kind of like, they just, it just, they went through certain things. Like there's like a lot of, there's a lot of hidden things that we don't know about. And I feel like it was strange. Like the situation was very strange to me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. But that's my here's, perspective. Here's what I'm thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Just look at it from the perspective of the backpack half full theory, right? Mm-hmm. So, in relationship to Derek Jackson's followers, with any information that you get, you should already have some sort of base knowledge for yourself that you have researched or whatever you hear that's new, research it. Mm-hmm. Um, Relationship advice is one of those things that's hard because it's not anything that's a matter of fact. It's all opinionated. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have a backpack half full, meaning you have to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. So the whole Derek Jackson thing for me, I never commented on it, didn't share anything about it, didn't talk about it publicly until now with you. Um I stayed away from it even as a marketing ploy because I just think that with motivational speakers or people who give advice or anybody who is in the capacity to be consulting, mentoring, or, you know, advising, Mm -hmm. people have to understand that most of what is coming out of you know, a consultant or someone who's talking about, you know, whatever their area of expertise is may have a certain percentage of, you know, factual research, you know, information. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is also based on experience. Mm-hmm. And experience is personal. It's based on perspective. And people can't understand things beyond what they can think about. So our minds can't conceive beyond our thinking and our understanding. So if we don't have knowledge to apply to things, we're not going to be able to expand our thought process and critically think about things. Mm-hmm. So hearing whatever, I I didn't even really know who he was. Like I probably saw a video scrolling by because he might've had some good marketing strategies where he was sponsoring some videos or something, but not anything that I ever really tapped into to know who he was prior to this incident. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is you have to be very careful about who you're taking advice from. Mm-hmm. If you have a mentor, make sure your mentor has a mentor. And this is something that I preach. I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. I have mentors. I have coaches. I have people who keep me in check. I have people who hold me accountable to the things that I'm holding other people accountable to. Mm-hmm. So in relationship to branding and in relationship to marketing and Derek Jackson, Most people are looking at this like his career or whatever it was that he was doing is over. I disagree. I think that this is going to be something that's going to make people who were never paying him any attention now listen to him. And you never know how many times opportunities are disguised by adversity. So (laughs) we can't determine what is over for him. People are still going to watch him. They're going to be people who still support him. And that's perfectly fine. We are all humans on this place called Earth. And you attract the energy that you give off. So if you're seeking information from Derek Jackson, it's probably because you're in a similar (laughs) situation. (laughs) You know what I mean? Did anybody ask Derek Jackson who was his marriage coach or who was mentoring him or what his relationship was like or the people, the thousands of people that were tuning in requests for him to publicize information about his wife. No, they didn't until it came out that he had cheated. That's what I'm trying to say. Who's going to trust him after this? And like, who cares? Because what you have to understand is that trust and credibility are two different things. They're not synonymous. Just because someone is credible does not always mean that they're trustworthy. And just because someone is trustworthy doesn't mean that their information is going to be credible always. Mm -hmm. So his credibility (laughs) right now may be in jeopardy or his trustworthiness may be in jeopardy rather and his credibility may not be. Because some of that information may have gotten people through some relationships that or some situationships that they were in that they needed to hear what he had to say in that moment. So. Whatever it is, I'm telling you from a branding perspective, him doing a reaction video to his own video was genius. Like it was a little strange, I'll admit, but it was genius (laughs) because then he got more controversy about hashtag Derek Jackson. He's getting paid for all of that. He's an influencer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people just got to sip their own Kool-Aid. And worry about themselves. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, you mind your business. <laughs> no, but the if thing you is, when something that look good, run with it. And if not, you know, stay in your lane. Because I think it was honestly on his part. It's obvious he doesn't have a PR person. Nah, like, nobody did damage control for him with that one. No, he is he needed uh, Carrie Washington. What what's that show she used to play? He needed some damage control, boy. What's that show she used to be on? He needed a fixer. Let me tell you the best the um in the industry the honestly the best people who have the best PR people are um international artists. Like mm-hmm. Afrobeat hard- artists have the best PRs. Like listen, there's tea. Like there's tea within that industry, but we you will know never why? know. You know why? Because they're smart enough to hire people that are smarter than them to do the things that they know they don't specialize in those areas. They realize that with foreign relations, they're going to have to be able to relate in a way that they can't. So they go out the way. Americans are spoiled. Let's just start there. Yeah. We are very spoiled to thinking that things should just be sat in our laps. Foreign countries often have to, and, and you know, they got to go through a lot more sometimes to get to the place that they are to be able to have an international audience. 
Mm-hmm. So they don't want anything that is, you know, within their reputation or with that can come up to destroy everything that they've built. So they hire people and spend money and invest in themselves and in those people to be able to trust that they're going to take care of things like that Derek Jackson incident. He thought he had so much fame, maybe that it couldn't have been taken down. So he said, you know, or maybe it was just the transparency of it. Some of that could have been healing for some people that struggle with cheating on their wife and know they need to come clean and like I dog if this dude could do it I could do it so you never know what people get out of stuff so you know it's it's just <laughs> I'm telling you that yeah like like you said but there wasn't damage control like for him to even thought it was a smart idea to come out with that video with his wife was just like come on like you obviously don't have anybody telling you anything correct like, this is obviously looking like you you just trying to be the best influencer ever. Because it just, like, there's no one behind you. You don't have a team. You're giving all this advice. You don't have a team. Who's listening to it? hmm Like, who's, like, you know, like you said, no, there was no damage control, but. There was no accountability. There was nobody there to checks and balance for him. There was nobody there to say, hey, man, maybe this ain't the thing you should do. Right. I agree. Um, so we'll move on to the, I'll do this. This would be our like last, um, hot topic. I would say the, what, who, ugh, these people, what's their name? Sweetie and Quavo, that situation. Mm. So we can definitely relate that to branding and marketing. So obviously that video, they said in, on the shave room that it's an old video. Like it's something that happened last year, but I feel like it coming out now is because they announced the breakup, mm-hmm. which is kind of corny to me. Cause it's like, whoever put that out, like I can just imagine how much money they get, got from that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause they probably paid someone to keep that confidential. Like they probably paid the, um, what's the, whatever the apartment complex or hotel or it, wherever they were, they probably paid that person to just keep quiet but then it was just like, listen, these people are broken up. So this would be T. So it made it look like, oh, this ha- that happened recently. Mm-hmm. And as you know, sweetie, t- um, she tweeted like she they've been encountering numerous of issues in their relationship. And th- weren't they on? Um, is it GQ? Where they bring the couples on there and mm-hmm. they ask them questions and all that. That's GQ, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um when if they were on there i didn't see it but yeah they were yes they were and they were they were going back and forth doing questions and things like that so i was just like and everybody was like making it seem like oh this is a couple of the year oh relationship goals and then boom they break up this is you guys relationship goals (laughs) like i don't do i don't do relationship there's like a whole couple brie that's out there that's non-toxic which is barack obama and michelle but it's these like pop like these people that's like you know that people are like oh relationship goals oh my god look at he just bought her a Bentley, and you don't even know what's going inside going on I'm sorry you don't even know what's going on inside their home, and then we see that video and everybody's just like oh you know he he was this with her she was that with him you know what I mean and when you see the video you see you literally see their relationship, and my thing is is just another thing that has to do with branding like these people are artists so when we talk about damage control i don't feel like there was any damage control done but i think there kind of was because do you notice how everything was kind of quiet about it like after definitely damage control in that situation what i would have to say to it is it was business not personal so for whoever released that bit video, they waited for the moment and ceased it. However, all goals should be personal goals. If you see somebody that motivates you or inspires you, say that. Mm-hmm. But nobody mm-hmm. else's situation should be your goals because you don't, you don't know, know what yeah. they had to walk in to get where they are. Right. Why would or what why they would... had to crawl through to be able to walk where they are? Yeah. Like, I think it's cute. Like, you know how we could say it's cute, like, oh, they how they take pictures together. You know, those types of things. It's cute. But that's not relationship because we don't know. We don't know what they're going through day to day. 
Like everybody has, there's nobody, and I, I don't care what anybody says. There's no, there's no perfect relationship. Even like, you know, we like talk about Nipsey and Lauren London, like how sad we were and how, you know, how much we admire their relationship. You, you don't think they went through issues after he died. Did anybody hear about the drama with his daughter? You know what I mean? Like there was yeah, actual things. Yeah. Like there was actual things going on. So like everybody went, goes through stuff. So I think like, as like, as like everybody, I think you just have to be careful on what you fantasize, what you want for yourself or who you, who you feel like you need to be. Like, that's part of branding. Like branding is, I feel like branding is being your own person, like establishing your own self because you need to be original. Because people are going to look at you as like, oh, somebody else is doing that. So why do I have to take my time and focus on you? How are you going to set your, how are you going to like set yourself different from everybody else? Right. So I don't know. That's just my perspective on it. What do you feel about it? I think with Brandon, whether you're an individual trying to brand yourself or a business, mm-hmm. it's just about creating something that people want or need. Mm-hmm. And establishing trust behind that thing and then making it visible to as many as people as possible. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be negativity, especially once you start to reach larger audiences. And where damage control comes into play is understanding how much of something you're willing to explain and how much you're just willing to let roll. Because mm. if you notice with the Quavo and Sweetie stuff, they didn't comment for a few days. Mm-hmm. And that was because they know together amongst themselves that that was something that happened a long time ago and probably hoped for it to die out. They probably laughed probably, about it. Right. As they probably, you know, realized it was catching more traction mm-hmm. and they released statements. Their statements were very vague and intentional, which is why I said there had to have been some sort of damage control there. And, you know, the other things that proceeded at, or, you know, after that, It's just a matter of, like I said, understanding what will completely taint your brand and what won't. Quavo and Sweetie are artists. They're in an industry where these types of things happen frequently, unfortunately. So that's not going to be the worst thing for their career. They'll both drop another song and people will forget about the Quavo and Sweetie elevated incident. Just like with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Solange. (laughs) That got, it came it went. And guess what? They both made money off of it because both Jay-Z and Beyonce made albums about (laughs) the things that they went through after that. So I preach turning your stress into success. And that's exactly what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Taking the things that are adverse and using them to the benefit of your brand, using it so that it pushes and promotes your trust in the people that already trust you, creates and establish trust in people that don't know you and visibility. Mm-hmm. And whatever your brand, your sound, your logo, your niche, whatever it is that is unique to you, put it on everything. Yep. It's I definitely think that like you definitely have to take ownership of what you want to build. And I think that's the that's really, really important. Like if you if you don't put your name on the things that you feel as though that this is what's gonna make you successful, then it it has no value. Right. So I think I think that's really, really important. But just getting into just some like just logistical stuff of um, establishing your brand. What do you feel like are like five main points that will that will help you establish your brand? Um, so social media is one of the like best free branding uh, strategies you can use. Have consistent handles across the board. Mm-hmm. or at least a way that you're optimizing uh, your information in search engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way you're able to, um, when people type you in or search for you, they're able to see you. Um, make sure that you're able to, you know, um, have like a logo or uh, something that is an established brand color. So like try to choose between like three to five colors that are going to be unique to your brand and, you know, create content in those colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Make sure that 
Um, if you have a legitimate business like an LLC or, um, you know, some sort of corporation that all of your information is consistent across the board. So, you know, if you are, for instance, my brand is a rose from concrete LLC, you know, you want that to be across everything. Um, you don't want one thing to say, you know, AFC and another thing says a rose from concrete and another thing says a rose from concrete LLC. You want it to all say the same thing. Um, and really just word of mouth, promote your brand as much as you can to people. Um, be clear um, in your call to actions when you're asking people for things. Be specific for what you want. Please share this. You know, uh, do raffles, do giveaways, do things that are going to be interactive to make people feel like they're a part of what you're doing and put people first. And I promise you, if it makes sense, it'll make dollars. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I would say my last question in terms of branding would be how, how would you, what would be the, one of the main things that will make your brand successful and stand out? One of the main things that will make your brand successful and stand out is originality. Okay. And genuineness, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I say people over profit or putting people first, because if all you're trying to do is sell something, people are going to feel that. Mm. But if you're trying to genuinely provide value to people, they'll feel that too. So Mm. with whatever you do, with whatever brand you establish, make sure it's genuine and original. Okay. I actually have one more because like, this is so, I I told all my listeners to make sure you have your, your notebook in pay. Um, and pen because this is definitely some things that you want to take in if you're you know focusing on establishing your own brand um I would say my next my this would actually be my last question and um how would you say is the best way to communicate to your audience so I believe uh, strongly in market research uh, do analysis do polls do surveys so that you can understand what it is that your audience wants first. Um, try out multitudes of platforms to see, you know, and it extends beyond Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There are plenty of other platforms. You know, there's Clubhouse, there's Twitch, there's, you know, LinkedIn, there's all there's all other kinds of platforms. But find where your audience is, find where they connect to you the most, and then utilize that platform to your benefit or those platforms if it's multiple places Mm. and definitely make sure that your uh, social media accounts are locked into each other so usually if you post on instagram it'll post to instagram facebook and twitter for you so um you know lock those things in and make sure you find resources that are available to assist you like auto posting to for convenience if you do work a job and you're trying to establish a brand alongside that Or if you're an entrepreneur and you're wearing a lot of hats and you need to be able to automate or delegate, you know, find the resources that are going to best benefit you and your brand. Definitely. And with that being said, we have reached the end to Mommy in the Morning on the Afro Surge Radio at 8 a.m. And I want to give a special, special thank you to Bree Nichols for dropping so many gems on this episode of Establishing Your Brand. I hope everyone learned something. You guys know I do, you know, Mommy in the Morning for you guys to actually learn something. And I really, really appreciate um, Bree Nichols for coming on. I definitely learned a lot. And I think it was dope how we related everything into establishing your own brand when even when it came to like all the messiness and hot topics and all that type of stuff so i really really appreciate that um brie please um let the people know if you have any last words or any tips you want to give to the listeners um please feel free to do that and also please let the listeners know your social media um details so they can follow you and reach out to you for services Okay. Yeah, no, I want to thank you first for having me on your show and allowing me to reach your audience. I definitely appreciate the opportunity uh, and thank everyone that has been listening. Um, I would like to first say uh, that you cannot guarantee instant success. You can only guarantee instant progress. So those times that you may lack in motivation or are not clear about how to gain some discipline, 
just take small steps because they'll get you much closer than taking no steps at all. Um, and you can find me on Facebook at Coach Bree Nichols. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Vote Bree Nichols right now. And I'm also on Twitter at Coach Bree Nichols. Uh, please do check out my clothing brand, A Rose from Concrete, which can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A Rose from Concrete. Twitter is actually at AFC underscore brand because y'all know Twitter won't let us have all those characters. <laughs> but um, yes, thank you everyone for uh, tuning in and please just, you know, tap into everything that I'm doing and, you know, I will share the love. Definitely. Thank you so much. You have, we, like I said, we reached the end of Mommy in the morning. Please tune in next week. Next week is artist week, my favorite week. Definitely tune into that. And I will not reveal who the artist is. Everybody, I hope you guys have a great week. Stay motivated, stay blessed, stay healthy. Mommy and Brie out. Afrosage Radio. Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Good morning, my neighbor. How are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Thank you.